Is this the intro? Well, I mean, the outro's done, and this is unfurled, so that means Tal's late again. So welcome to Unfurled, colon, Tal's late again. How are you, Adam? Sorry, the, how are you, F-unicorn? <laughs> I'm lovely. The, the fun-acorn? Yes, the fun-acorn. <laughs> That's the that's the PG thirteen version. And your and your lucky number thirteen jacket. Or the misunderstood acorn. <laughs> the fuck unicorn. No the no no no. The fuck unicorn. The F unicorn. There's the fuck unicorn. The fuck unicorn. The fuck unicorn. The funicorn. And the cornicorn. There are many corns. And the funicorn. Yeah, the funicorn. The Fu Manchu acorn. The yep. Jesus, I've got a lot. We have crunkies for days. Happy Halloween, everybody! Well, we haven't even started yet. Fuck, people haven't even. I mean, I've already heard the intro. I've already made a soundbite during the intro, and I've already introduced myself. So you tell me who started and who's not. We haven't posted anything. I just posted it. Okay, but I mean, surely our most devoted and dedicated listeners are already here. Otherwise, they're not real fans. Okay, let me uh, let me post the video here. Why are we still marked as offline? I don't know. I don't know. You fucking tell me. You're not my dad, Mister Mister Sound Audio Person. <laughs> He's some sort of Mister not... Sound Engineer. He's like some uh. sort of not giving up school guy. <laughs> what the fuck is this bullshit? Why did it log me out? Because. You broke it. Google just loves telling you what you like instead of... What the fuck is this bullshit? I don't know, man. It's your computer. Technical difficulties. Oh, that will never not be my favorite unfurled phrase. I mean, talcnical difficulty. Oh, uh, okay. Tal. Because it also somewhat sounds like talcum powder. Hey, I'm going to buy you a subscription to Belt Monthly for fucking <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so but I, then wear a belt! Why? So he can never wear it? <laughs> do you, hey, Tal, do you own a belt? Oh. You, you actually okay. don't own one? Wow. I mean, you could buy him one, but could you ever force him to wear it? Yes. I will glue a belt to every pair of his pants. Okay, <laughs> well, then that makes it easy <laughs> Wait, on me. You, wh- what? Why? <laughs> Why do you only have one pair of pants? At least two? Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, usually people wear one while the other's in the wash. You don't wash jeans. I wash my jeans. Uh, um, many hipster hippie people. 
I, I'm just going to put this out there. Look, man, when you showed me that like 100% denim, don't wash denim movie, I thought that was satire, not Tal's diary. It, it sure oh. fucking plays out like one because it's not serious. Like, you're, are you telling me that's like somebody's like autobiography about how they wash jeans? The whole, like, you don't wash pure denim. Uh, that video. The one you were showing, like, everyone forever for, like, a month. I have, I don't remember this video at all. It, it's the one where the guy goes into the store with, like, like, and he's, like, looking to buy jeans, and he's asking people when he washes the jeans. And the guys, the people behind the counter are just like, you don't wash denim. Okay, so I don't remember this video at all. I I don't know how. So here's my here's my curveball to this conversation. So you know what? You don't have to wash denim often, but I still think after like a week of like I was gonna say like you don't have to wash your jeans like every day. No, definitely not every day. But like I'm, if you're just like farting up a storm all the time, I'm just saying like maybe once a week. Your jeans could use like a freshening up. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, it, it, I think, like I only have I, like let, let's, two. Let's, let's do this then. I only have like two pairs of jeans that I actually okay. wear. USF for okay. I just googled it. Welcome when, to unfurl. When <laughs> do you wash denim? First link. Not even looking at it. Let's see. Headline: How often should you wash jeans? It's fine to wait weeks, even months. Okay, but Experts you said but say, you said never. Uh that's not second link, guardian.com. Why you should never ever wash your jeans unless you really have to. That's Okay, but, but why? Uh here we go. I, How I, often should you wash wash your jeans? Boss of Levi's jeans says not to wash your jeans. CEO of Levi's confessed he hadn't washed his je favorite jeans in 10 years. I mean, but he's probably, yeah, but he's also, I mean, like, are that, there, is there man, any other evidence as to the people that have stood next to him and smelled his jeans? And how long does he wear his favorite jeans? Cause he probably wears them the like hour a day he's at home and not doing like, shit for Levi's. I, ju I just don't understand this, this thing about not washing somebody that is like on one of the most intimate parts of your body. Because you have underwear for that. You do, but I mean, underwear doesn't. But if you get all sweaty and disgusting, like there's the rest of well, your legs. If yeah, if you go out and run a fucking marathon That's in your I jeans mean. and they're just soaked but, in fucking but, but the boss dick of Le sweat, but the boss of Levy's yeah, you fucking wash. But the them. boss of Levy's just told me never to wash my jeans I unless mean, you really, really have to. Which okay, but I, if I mean, what if I can stand the smell of piss and shit in my jeans and like it. Well, then probably you're mentally unstable <laughs> in some form. Maybe the boss of Levi's is mentally unstable in some way. Like, because he hasn't washed his favorite jeans in 10 fucking years. Uh, do you really think the CEO of Levi's does anything to break out a sweat in his fucking jeans? But that's but that's what I mean. Like so so I'm I'm on the I'm on the train for washing your jeans seldom because I do. Like because I, like I don't have to wash my jeans all that often. Usually I wear them for a week or two, and then until I'm just like you can feel when they start to get manky. Like you can feel it. 
like, like I, you know, I just I just dug two window wells and like trenched both of them. I need to wash my fucking jeans. Well, there you go. You really need to wash them, so wash them. Right. But I don't know. I just when you pick them up, I, I, I just feel work in IT and don't do manual labor. <laughs> I mean, even I'm then. just saying that, like, just because you don't you work in IT and you don't do manual labor doesn't mean you also don't shower yeah. or okay. don't wash Literally. the rest of your clothes. The thing is, I'm like, looking, you at, wash looking your, here after Googling, when do you wash denim? <laughs> First link says never. Second link says never. Third link says never. Fourth link says years. Next link says, uh, I can't tell from the headline. I mean, we all know that the internet never lies to us, but do they actually specify why or like okay. give what what's their reasoning like i just i don't really understand one, why never one because you don't have to yeah but, but why that is not an answer technically well, you don't have to shower either but it's recommended <laughs> you don't have like, to do fucking anything no, the thing, why well uh so when it comes to denim when you wash them one like it does weaken the fabric slightly with the detergents um, also you wash out a lot of the indigo dye. So, you know, those fucking like old ass fucking basically white dad jeans. That's how you get dad jeans. I thought that's just how you bought jeans these days. N- no. I mean, faded, faded and already like worn out for you. Is that why we're not washing jeans? No, that's not, it's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Okay. The, the fucking dad jeans that you get, those like pale blue jeans yeah i've yeah yeah that's how you get those is by washing them fucking constantly it looks bad so you want to keep as much of the indigo dye in the jean as possible on top of that um every time you wash them it resets the (laughs) seam pattern so these were washed before i went to japan which is something that we can talk about later but you can see this seam here now this fold crease does not line up with the previous thing that's there, the natural crease. So you can oh, see the line. I can confirm that makes you look like a piece of shit. What? Just the fact that your jeans are not perfect. No. Okay. <laughs> You're not letting me fucking finish the sentence. So, I'm sorry. Go so ahead. The, with, with the the fold lines, like with those resetting, mm-hmm. um, what it prevents is from getting these like lines, these hard fade lines in your jeans which are desirable they're fashionable um and like to the point where other brands like fucking abercrombie or whatever the fuck like take acid and pre like stripe the fucking jeans with fade lines and shit but this is how you get real ones so and if you keep washing them you'll never get them because the folds and creases are never in the same place okay so it's it's vanity that you uh, never wash your jeans. Partially. And it, it's also... I've um, yet to hear another reason. Well, and- it, it also goes back to uh, uh, the reason that you want to see, like, fade lines and just, like, fucked up jeans in a lot of cases is uh, it actually goes back to a uh, Japanese art form and philosophy where they will take uh, broken pottery and fix it and glue it back together. Yeah. And they won't repaint any of the cracks because the, the whole philosophy behind it is that the imperfections uh, make it more beautiful. 
So the whole thing about the jeans so is w- that wouldn't washing your jeans make them more beautiful? <laughs> no. so what's happening is when you wear the jeans basically you now have with the fade lines and all that shit it's a -a one-of-a-kind pair that only you have it's but they're not a -a one-of-a-kind pair (laughs) but they are no one they're off an assembly line what no one else what i'm saying is no one else's jeans will look like yours okay because they they've formed to your body and faded on your body like, so the fade lines and the, the spider webbing on the back of the knee and the way they tear and the random fucking, like, barbecue sauce stain that probably you have somewhere. No it, one else has that but you. Okay. I mean, like, that still strikes me as a really odd reason. I mean... I just... I, I think that the only... Sorry to interrupt, but the only thing is like <laughs> you have done the least interrupting so far so, so my only curveball to that is like although you are although you are quite a lovely bull dragon uh you are anything but a fashionista so i feel like i i understand it, and you can not wash your jeans as much like, as you want because yeah. that's a personal thing and that doesn't make me not wash my jeans well but like here's the other yeah, thing like, i'm not do offend- i do i fucking stink right now no, I and, well, I, there, I, and, I and there you go. That's like, and that's what I mean. No, like, but yeah. When but have I walked by and you've been like, "Whoo, your jeans, yeah, boy!" But those, <laughs> but those jeans. Okay, so those jeans, but those jeans have have been washed. Uh, they somewhat were washed, recently. Uh, they were washed a month ago. Yeah. So, but and, a month a month is far different than years. And yeah. before it's, that, a, a mo- month is not never. In fact, that is like. And before that month, they hadn't been washed in probably a year. So, so a month, a month. These jeans, see. since I bought them, have been washed three times. So, like, so, like, this is this is my this is my thing. So, a month is really not that bad. Even a little over a month is probably not that bad, depending on what you do in your jeans, obviously. Because, like, I used to get a very long time out of my jeans because I would, uh, when I got home, I would put on different pants. Like, I would put on comfy mm. pants when I got home, and jeans were for going out doing whatever you're doing or whatever. But, you know, like, arguably, I've always worked some <laughs> form of physical labor, and there's no way I'm not washing my clothes. Uh, actually, when I used to work cabinet making, I used to wash my I used to wash my jeans every day, but those are also work jeans, which I could care less about. Now, like, personal, like, going out jeans, those ones, you can wait a while. Like, as long like, as they don't stink, you're good. One, once a month, to me, seems reasonable. Okay. So both of you have said a month that it sounds reasonable before things start getting gross, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you wear underwear, you have socks, yeah. your legs I'm, arguably aren't that dirty. In that case, I'm actually about to lay down some shit on you that will blow your mind because because of this trend, scientists have actually done microbiological studies on denim the bacterial load on your genes does not increase after two weeks lol bacterial load <laughs> there that's it after two weeks that's as much as is ever going to be on there okay I mean, that's like, all that they can carry i assumed Again, normal, i assumed a normal person like, would do it like once a week unless you're just like fucking 
secreting body juices into your I fucking mean, jeans. You underestimate how much I legitimately <laughs> sweat. Which, again, in that case, yeah, probably wash your jeans more because that's disgusting. But like the thing is, if you pick up your jeans and they don't stink, they don't look dirty. Just don't wash them. That's no, and like don't just wash them arbitrarily. Yeah. The other, the other. You're cutting out a little bit. The other reason I like to wash them is fit. Uh, After after about a month, they 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 get loose. They get too saggy, and they they start looking like you get the weird diaper bum. Well, it's like some weird shit going on. Okay, like you know when you wear like socks for like let let. I'm gonna say I've like worn a, socks I'm, for gonna, a days. I'm gonna say like a week where like it starts getting like your socks starts getting crusty and real nasty like after like a day or two. Yeah, that well, that's mine after like a day and a half. Yeah, that's, some and some people have gnarly feet. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what like the, yeah, it's kind of what the jeans thing is about. Like yeah. the the snug fit of a pair of jeans like after they come out of the wash. See that like with these, but jeans, also just I'm just not like. Uh, I'm not wholly down with not washing an article of clothing I wear daily, ever. See, uh, uh, like, when you're talking about the fit, too, like, with these jeans, when I wash them, these jeans, like, it is a fucking struggle to put these fucking things on when I, (laughs) after I first wash them. I don't dry them. Like, I'm, like, fucking, like, holy shit, like, they won't fit over my legs, kind of thing yeah like, no, you get, it's brutal it sucks because you lose the you lose the like comfortable factor yeah. but i mean usually and then, but then when i put them on that's where for me after about a couple weeks yeah suddenly they start to fit properly again because they've like yeah. restretched and formed to my body but that's yeah i think so, I mean, so like i I, I don't know so i have the opposite problem if i wash my jeans they don't fucking fit anymore <laughs> they're, they're not comfortable you know what I mean, though like but but i don't like as long as you don't put them in the dryer i've also heard the trick of putting them on like like taking them out wet and putting them on which sounds awful but i guess you can kind of stretch them to fit and by the time um, well i mean that, that is a thing if you want to buy like tight tight jeans yeah uh like basically you, put them on as much as you can go sit in a bathtub with ho- as hot water as you can stand yeah and just let them loosen up and, like, fucking crank oh. that shit on and s- fit them on. And once you have them zipped up and on, you just sit in that bathtub for as long as you can stand to stay in the water. If you and then need- you just get up, walk outside, and let them air dry to your body. If, if you need to do that, maybe you should consider buying some looser pants. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like one size up? Granted, I've never been a fan of the, like, tight, tight jeans look, but mm. that is absolutely you, a thing. You can also, like, you can stretch the seams when they come out of the washer. Yeah. That's also something you um, can do. Another thing I will say <laughs> is that the whole not washing jeans thing is usually only used on unsanforized denim. Uh, which is also known as like raw denim. Yeah, so like specialized a hundred percent denim. But... Yeah. Um. And, and it's because like with sanforized denim or like standard Walmart jean denim, that denim's pre-washed, it, you know, pre-faded. It's sealed in. The you're never gonna get like the fade lines. You're never gonna get any of that. Uh. So doing the whole not washing them thing is basically pointless. Essentially, what you've bought is a pair of slacks with jean colors at that point like they're not really jeans anymore truth be told 
most of my most of my jeans have a certain portion of spandex in them, which I love, because then that way when I put them in the washer and they do shrink and I do have to wash them, that when I put them back on, they're not like it's not like fucking trying to break break through <laughs> yeah. Ford Knox to try and I get like... them back on <clears throat> because they've got that little bit of stretch and then that helps where they can be nice and form fitting. But when I crouch, bend, kneel, things like that, it bends with me. And it's not like, like I said, trying to stretch fucking hard as rock denim. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, so it's funny, like with these ones, these are the exact opposite. These are pure denim. And not only are they pure raw denim, they're 16 ounce denim. So they're thick as fuck denim. So trying to stretch these out is like... It's basically like trying to stretch out a fucking tarp strap. Like, it's that's, just... Well, that's what I mean. Like, and definitely I realize the difference between, like, my West 49, my West 49 specials with a little bit of spandex in them. And I have, I have Levi's jeans that, that basically, they feel, it feels like, like, four layers of canvas <laughs> wearing them. And I know that they'll pretty much never rip ever. But the problem is, is that if you just out, if you, if you grow just a little bit too big for them, you're fucked. Yeah. You'll never get back so into them. So Maynard, I better basically better either slim down to fit in them or I'm just never going to. Maynard has already taken a hole out of these ones. You can see it here. And I repaired that. Um, I have fucked the, the heels on the, these jeans. So the cuffs, like the heel cuffs, yeah. they, like they always get fucked on jeans. Always. Pretty yeah. routinely, yeah. Um, I have repaired the heels on these things three times. I don't know if there is any of the actual original denim left in the heels of these jeans because I basically just keep sewing on patches. <laughs> I mean, um, and but- then the crotch of these jeans has completely torn out a couple times. So that's mostly different fabric at this point, too. <laughs> So all these jeans are like they're a fucking patchwork now, but I love them. I I don't know it, and like I don't know. There's there there is definitely a culture behind it as well. Like there's a whole thing well, culture well, about well, fucking. If there's a culture about jeans, there's a culture about fucking everything. There is though. Well, right, but that's my point. It's got an entire community on like. There's a whole fucking subreddit dedicated. To the, just this, I guess so. I, I <laughs> like, understand though, like pure, like pure solid denim. I get not having to wash that. I, like, I understand that, but like any other, like if you don't want to spend, you know, the, that amount of money on jeans, which I don't, because like I'm okay with just having a pair of pants. So um, <laughs> for now, anyways, like honestly, until I. Until I slim down and lose some weight, um, honestly, I'm not buying. I'm not buying a like a two hundred dollar pair of jeans for a size I don't plan on staying. Yeah. Uh, so these jeans uh, were two hundred and twenty dollars, I think, after shipping. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a lot. I mean. So yeah, but they're but they're good quality. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. I've had these for years, and they've been my one pair of pants. So instead of buying, you know, three pairs of jeans and then having to replace them with three more pairs of jeans and. I just have these ones, and they just last basically forever. Well, truth be told, like, it's not always, like, quality Quality isn't always tied to price. No. Certain things it is, but, like, I mean, uh, like, I got, my Le- I got my Levi's, 
that I still have um, that are basically in perfect shape. Um, I still have those and they were, I got them at the outlet store in Washington and at the outlet store, they were like a hundred bucks for two pairs. Oh, nice. Which is insane for Levi's. Yeah. So I have two really nice pairs of black Levi's. Um, one of the other, one of the other big benefits for me for these jeans is that these jeans are actually manufactured in Canada in Mm. Montreal. So that's, that's a big selling point for me. Like these aren't even like the craziest fucking like raw denim jeans you can get. Uh, companies like, um, what is it? A true religion where they're fucking like $500 fucking. I won't even like, (laughs) and, and honestly, like, um, so true religion though, I can't call hardcore because they're hardcore on the price, but I know I know a couple of people that have bought True Religion jeans. Like my brother's big on True Religion jeans, and he'll pay five hundred bucks for a single pair of jeans. But he's told me that he's like, yeah, I wore a hole in them in like a month, and he's like not even doing anything crazy. So I'm just like, I am not willing to spend five hundred dollars on something that will potentially rip in a month like that i'm yeah, just not yeah. okay so, with that it's like it's no different i wouldn't than, pay 60 dollars on something that wouldn't last well, a month well that's exact and let's put it this way too like it's no different i i put it in the same i put it in the same row as the skull candy uh earbuds and, and earphones so skull candy came out they were quite expensive um everybody jumped on them and i got and i heard from many people that they broke within like a few days to a week to a month. And like, those aren't cheap headphones. And I know headphones and jeans are a little bit different, but when I can buy a $15 pair of earbuds from Walmart and then, or $200, $300 earbuds, Skullcandy earbuds, and my like Walmart pair, you know, it could have worse sound quality. You know what? That could be a thing. I, I knew skull candies were cheap quality. I didn't know they were that expensive. They they're outra- they were when they first hit the market were outrageously expensive. I oh, think they okay. brought their price point down a little bit, but they were like Oh yeah. I, I, I remember them being like 200 bucks for a set of earbuds. Holy which is shit. Insane. I thought they were like the Walmart brand. No, Skull Candy was not. Not when they first came out. They are oh. now the Walmart brand. Because they were so, they're so cheaply made. Every, yeah, everyone realized what pieces of garbage they are. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't this isn't like an anti. Like I remember when people were fucking all over Skull Candy. Well, that's what I mean. Like this isn't a defamation march against Skull Candy. I'm just oh sure I'm it giving, is. I'm just giving pure reviews. Fuck that Skull I Candy. Got. I literally were I worked in a music store where we sold them, so I heard all the time when people were unhappy. So, well, like I've I've I never love- heard anybody. Happy with Skull Candy? Yeah, no, <laughs> Skull Candy has always been garbage. It's yeah, like well, but they but they tried to they tried to like come out out of the gate like a premium brand, and they just they're they're the which magnet. is hilarious because if people like even tried like quality testing their shit, well, they like you could get you can get some decent stuff. Honestly, it's a one big it's the one biggest thing, and I had a good conversation about this with a uh, with another guy about how. That the most beautiful part about Amazon is not the fact that it gets to your house in a day. That's pretty great, or a day or two. The shipping's fast. Not the fact that the convenience of the fact that you don't have to go out and get it. Not the fact that, you know, sometimes there are a little stuff is a little bit cheaper. Um, and it's not even the fact that stuff is easy to find. It's literally because you can look up what the last 30 people 
thought of the product you're about to buy so that if you go for the most expensive and 30 or 40 people say, hey, this is okay, but I found this one to be better and it's half the price and you go to the half price one and check it out and they're like, yeah, this is legit consistently better. And like it didn't come, you know, but things like, you know, some people just bitch about stuff like, oh, it came broken. That happens in shipping sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's Amazon. Part of it. I, Amazon reviews are such a mixed bag. <laughs> but that's but that's what I mean. But if you find consistent, high enough reviews, because yeah. the best part about humanity is if somebody doesn't like when, something, they will tell when, the fucking world about when it. When it so. comes to like the the star rating reviews, and like especially on things like Amazon, because paid for reviews are so prevalent these days. Yeah. I usually look at like the three star reviews because they're I, the only people that actually specify what was good about the product, what yep. sucked, and like their I, overall feelings I about sort the product. By lowest, so um, I start I, at one and work my no, way up. No, I, I don't start at one. Those are just as bad as people that are like five stars. It was amazing. Well, I see. Also, my cat died. Five stars. Some yeah. sometimes, like it, it really depends because, like, if you look at one stars. A lot of times Dude, it is just people like I, I just this waffle maker didn't make pancakes and it's like well, well that's exactly it yeah yeah that's, I, I completely didn't. ignore the one stars to like you <laughs> um, know dead on arrival or packaging was like destroyed yeah. but every once in a while you do get one that's like this product was absolutely shit because this happened and this happened and this is a thing and this is a problem here's pictures of how utter fucking garbage this is and you're like. Oh, so these are some of the issues I might run into, right? It, yeah. it, 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 at the very least, like if you see, uh, if you look at the low reviews and you're like, okay, I, I've seen this problem five times. I find I usually get that information out of like the three stars, like the mm. mid-range people. That That's uh, where I find the most useful information. It, most of the products I buy are like five stars, four, four and five stars, and then like a chunk of one stars. Like five stars, useless. <laughs> One star, mostly useless, <laughs> because they're like, ah, my dog died on the same day that this package shipped, yeah. and it left a bad taste in my mouth. Why won't this One air star. compressor make water balloons? Yeah, like you. you my get... Keurig doesn't also make pancakes. Yeah, my Tassimo cups don't fit in my Keurig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's honestly like there there's stupid stuff, but you just have to once you. But every every review that I've followed or I've took the time to read through multiple of them. Don't just, you know, don't just look at how many five stars they have. Read through the reviews because you can tell when mm -hmm. somebody's like, now at some, in some points though, I can't honestly say though that I'm like, you know, I leave short and sweet reviews generally because I'm just like, hey, it was great because I like, I don't want to go into some big thing. Mm -hmm. I just want to yeah. tell you that, you know, thanks. It was great. Good. You know, I, I basically leave the same review every time mm -hmm. where I'm just like, you know, fast shipping, good price, great quality product, got got what I needed it for. This is awesome, you know. I, and that's. I mean, I just don't. I don't leave reviews because I'm no. Like every um, everything everything I buy, every transaction I make, every fucking phone call, I get a fucking survey saying, "Tell us how we did." No. <laughs> I'm not fucking advertising for free for you for shit. Like most of the time, 
you don't want me leaving a review because the experience was such fucking garbage that that's the only kind of review I'm going to leave. Like, I don't know. I just, I hate that everything's asking me for a review. Everything's asking me for its fucking feedback. And it's just, it's just dumb. I, um, like I, everything I buy off Amazon, I get at least like two to three emails. Like you bought this thing, leave a review. No. Oh yeah. I, it's funny because every time I, I have a folder in my inbox and it's my to do folder. And interestingly in that folder, you will not find, you know, normal to-do lists. What you'll find is a bunch of junk mail I've received. And that to-do, in your to-do list, folder? Yeah, and that to-do list is where I go to each and every company that has my email, and I find out how to unsubscribe oh, yeah. from this bullshit for each and every one of them, and I go and I fucking unsubscribe. And if it's like, I can't unsubscribe... I delete the account. Like, that's how that works. So, I actually get very... Why don't you just block the email if you can't? Because they have my email, and I'd rather they just not send it things, as opposed to having them send me things and me just block it. I mean, all the same, like, you wouldn't really be able to order from them anyway, because you'd be blocking their emails, but... So, yeah, I just As like, delete the accounts, which is one of the reasons I now do a lot of shit with burner emails. Um, which I understand. Like, yeah. if, I, if I want to, like, someone's like, you should check this out. And I'm like, okay, I wonder what the pricing is. And it's like, must create account to view pricing. And I'm like, okay. And I usually name the account, like, nope. And the password is nope. And then the email is, like, one of those random fucking... You know, burner emails. X4JZ344. Yeah. Well, I just go temporary email and yeah. click. Okay. Copy, paste. Well, like they're, yeah, they're, they're easy enough. And like, it's like, you know. I don't, uh, I don't use them enough, honestly. Where do you live? I live in, and I'll just put in not fucking telling you. <laughs> you know, just bullshit like that because it doesn't fucking matter. If they can ban the account tomorrow. Who cares? I yeah. just want to see what your prices are before I actually create a real account to buy stuff. To buy stuff, because if your prices are garbage, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm not creating a fucking account. Well, see, here. I just don't create the account. I'm like, what do you mean I need an account to one like, place even remotely do business with you? Like, one, like to even window shop, I need an account. Like, fuck off. See, one place I absolutely refuse to create an account is Pinterest. Why would you? And the only reason I refuse to create a Pinterest account is because they're such fucking assholes about creating fucking accounts. Like, I'm like, Google Images, and I'm like, ah, oh, Tauntaun Man. Oh, yeah. Please, this I fucking find... bullshit, you can't even view pictures yeah. unless you have an account? You can't yeah. view anything unless you have an account. So, like, I'm, like, looking for like, Tauntaun Men recipes, and I'm like, okay, click that. That, that looks like what I want to make. Click that picture in Google Images. Take me to the website. It's like Pinterest, and it pops up. Oh, yeah. That big fucking like, blocking it's, thing. It's yeah, like, it's please like create pin- an account. Pinterest, the fucking site for like pumpkin spice latte basic white bitches like, yeah. that I would it, never want an account for and barely want to use, except for the fact that it's so fucking prevalent that when I'm looking for something, I inevitably end up on fucking Pinterest. It's the reason I've actually started putting minus Pinterest as a default in many of my searches and i was getting close to creating uh because in google you can actually um 
at least you used to uh you can make these like custom search things as like your default search yeah um so you can have it in your default search on your google account again at least you used I mean, to i don't know if you still you, can i was gonna say what you about can actually Duck, put Duck, go. minus pinterest and or whatever as a default thing so you just type something into google and you hit enter and it'll just do that for you anyway because you told it to so it's yeah. part of like the parental filters and shit like that right. so yeah you can put that in um i haven't tried it on DuckDuckGo. i normally use DuckDuckGo. um yeah, what's I thought you unsold yourself sold to Google. Uh, well, like, like I said, I I don't know if Google still does it. Uh, I have I haven't checked. Okay. Uh, I just know that you used to be able to, and I was like, man, uh, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, look at this thing interesting that I would like to view, and yeah, it's a fucking Pinterest article. Yeah, it's, it's kind of brutal. Like I don't always redirects. Me. Like trust me, Pinterest, you're not that fucking good. Like. I, d- I don't want an account. There's some like, same with Instagram. Same with fucking like whatever else. Arguably, arguably, there's some cool stuff like that people make on Pinterest that I'd love to buy, but then you have to be part of Pinterest, and it's a, it's quite aggressive. <coughs> like, like you can look, you can look there, but it's not, it's not really. There's well, like, there's better. It's basic The, the, the prob- That's what the problem problem with like just the internet in general is the fact that. Everybody's trying to get you to subscribe to their own stupid fucking service, and they need you to make an account for that. So you have eight thousand different accounts for eight thousand different websites, like all on their own system, implementing their own rules. Like it's stupid, and I hate it. And if you require me to make an account just to use your website, I won't. Period. That's, no, and that's it's a little bit lame. Like, I mean. Unless they're, unless, you know, there's a thing that I really, really want. And I'm just <laughs> like, no, like the reason why I say that is because it's like, if it's something I'm going to buy, then I can just make an account, buy, use a burner account, buy it, unsubscribe, you know, yeah. Yeah. destroy, but, destroy, throw away email, boom, done. Yeah. Just like, but like if, if somebody requires you to actually like log in, make an account, register with them, like, and they re- basically withhold every bit of information until you do oh, so yeah. like no, 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 no. you're that, just like, hiding those, something and yeah. i don't trust you yeah the yeah. only time the only time like the only time i buy anything from somebody is if it's just like and some of them are even great like i i've been very surprised at some at some random like you know uh apparel companies and stuff like that where they're just like hey would you like to make an account or do you want to just sign out as a guest and i'm just like that's perfect yeah. i was like that's great i was like tell you what Send send me that send me that newsletter of new stuff because I probably won't actively go to your your site and browse. So I was like, send me the newsletter of new stuff. It can always just fire into my junk mail, and then I'll just browse it when I've got time. That's fine, and it can go to like my you know secondary non important email, and it can or tertiary email where it can just like go over there, and then the one I check whenever. I, I have a couple of emails like that now too. I mean- that that mm. used that used to be the norm. So, um, on a completely different topic. Yeah, we we've been ranting for a while. <laughs> uh, what are good? What is Tal looking to rant about today? I was in Japan. Oh yeah. How I would went, you like to rant about Japan? I went, <laughs> There's a there's a few things to rant about in, with Japan. Um, I had a great time in Japan. It is fucking awesome. I loved it there. It's beautiful there. I, I will say that after 16 days, I was like, 
I kind of want to go home. But I, I miss sense. I miss comfortable beds and uh, toilet rooms that are larger than an airline toilet. Yeah, to t- what is it? <laughs> uh, tatami mats, tatami mats, and not the most comfortable. You know what? Like they're not. They're good for a night. Yeah, but like when yeah, going on just like going on just over two weeks. Oh, you're, it, it's time. To... Yeah, we we stayed in a Machia house for three days, uh, and so it's a hundred and some year old house, like ancient, yeah. fucking house. So tatami mats and futons is what you get, and uh, well. after the third night, all of us were like, "Yup, that was cool, and it's getting old now." Uh, let's get a real bed, please. Yeah, like when you're when you're super tired, like when you're just bumming around, <sighs> you're just like, "Whatever, I need a thing to lie on." Yeah. Like, after walking around all day, like you get pretty tuckered out pretty fast. But at the same time, like we were pretty lucky to have have like at least at least mattresses like mm. like thick regular mattresses usually no box springs but usually like two mattresses piled on top of each other or a mattress on the floor which actually made most of the stays quite a bit more comfy but we did we definitely had uh, some tatami mats yeah, and futon we had the tatami action. mat and futon for three nights the futon was only like four inches thick too like oh yeah no they're no, they are not they're not thick we, and like the the four inches was only because they had two of them doubled up. Yep, you're basically sleeping on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. It is still better than like a sleeping bag, like roughing it for sure. Because some of them, like I found some of them not bad, and some of them were comfy. But nothing beats nothing beats like a nice cushy bed. You know? Yeah. No. What what ended, actually ended up happening is uh, like the the t- the place that we were in, they actually had these really nice uh, uh, like down duvets. The Japanese fucking love really great duvets, by the yeah. way. Oh yeah! Holy shit, do they love awesome duvets? Yeah, the blankets. Huh. The blankets were thick and weighty, and you just as soon as you put it on you, you just had the best. Oh, yeah, they're so good. But they're actual mattresses, and oh my god, their pillows are fucking garbage. Yeah, the pillows Holy basically go shit. go paper thin the second your head hits. Them. Oh, it's so bad. So like. Fucking yeah, the in the Machia house was kind of funny. Matt, Matt and I on our last night, we ended up at this hotel in Chiba, and I posted the video around a bit where I was showing the fucking pillows that they gave us were thinner than the fucking blankets. Oh yeah, the pillows were literally like half an inch to an inch thick. They were brutal. What, what's with that? I don't fucking know. And for like the first night, like. I called the front desk. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to need some bigger pillows. And the guy's like, extra pillow? And I'm like, uh, big pillow. And he's like, no, all, all used. All used. And I'm like, what the fucking are you serious? Like, least you know to always bring your own pillow. So what we did is we actually went into the suitcase, pulled out our neck pillows, put them underneath the other pillows that they that we had. And, like, use those as, like, a fucking pillow stand to, to hold up the <laughs> pillow to lay on them. And then, like, the the next morning I went to the front desk and I'm like, okay, no, no, we're not dealing with these fucking thin-ass pillows again. Y'all are going to make sure I have some real pillows tonight. Uh, like, she was like, oh, I'm like, you you want more pillows? And I was like... 
no, no, no. The pillows are too thin, very thin pillows. And she's like, oh, okay. Like she immediately got it because I'm like the foreigner guy talking about the thin ass pillows. She's like, oh, you want, you want those dumb foreigner pillows? Like, like fucking. She's like, she put something down on my fucking like reservation or whatever. And she's like, yeah, call them at night and they'll bring the pillows up to you. <laughs> so we call them and those pillows are pretty great. Yeah. I didn't mind those ones, but like that first night. The default pillows. Oh my God. They were fucking brutal. Yeah. I did not enjoy those. Hmm. Um, we, uh, I, I left a review at a place Yeah, when I was there. Speaking, tying into our previous conversation. Why for? Uh, because it was fucking excellent. Oh. So when we were in Kyoto, this is the Machia House place, literally just like a block away from us, like five minutes out our front door. Yeah. Not not even, like 30 seconds out our front door. Uh, you could practically see it from our front door. Um, you There was this place called Hanahana. Yeah. Um. They were a shabu shabu izakaya. Um, so they they did like uh shabu shabu, which is like that uh, Japanese style hot pot, and an izakaya, and they were so fucking good. Oh my god! Like we went there the one night because we just wanted to place to get some drinks and fucking chill out a little bit because our feet hurt and it was a long day and just everything was garbage. At the end of the day, like, all of us were in pain. Our ankles, like, okay, I'll get to my ankle in a minute, but, like, all of us, ankles swollen, like, brutal. It was a brutal time. We're just like, we need to sit and just drink until we can't feel our bodies anymore. And, like, we we went to this place, and we sit down, and this dude comes up, and he speaks, like, fucking perfect English. And I was like, oh, my holy God, it's a... Like, I can actually talk to you. <laughs> like, he's like, he saw us and he's like, yeah, here's the English menu. And he's like, not everything's on the English menu. If you want to look at the Japanese menu and you see pictures and you don't know what it is, just ask me. I can tell you all that shit. He's like, you know, this is all the stuff. Uh, if you want to know on the Japanese menu what I would recommend, there's like this and this that we don't have on the English menu that are pretty good that people sometimes want. Blah, blah, blah. Explains the whole fucking thing. We're like dude cool and we order everything and everything's awesome like they had this uh uh chicken karage and tartar sauce that was Ooh. oh it was so fucking good oh i like delightful. i miss it already uh and he was like i was ordering chuhai all fucking night i chuhai i i subsisted on chuhai when i was there what what is chuhai uh so chuhai is like an an acronym for uh sochu highball oh yeah okay yeah so it's sochu which is like a i don't know it's like a rice whiskey almost i guess it, yeah like it, it's like a 40 percent okay asian liquor of yeah. some variety uh and then highball but the weird thing is what they call a highball in japan i was gonna is, say like highballs just coke so what well no because see a highball in japan is not what we would call a highball here i mean a highball in japan yeah. specifically is soda water okay 
So if you order just a plain, you can, if you want, you don't even have to get the sochu. You can get like a vodka, you know, highball. Yeah. I mean, like uh, highballs high just. You're literally a, ordering a vodka soda at that point. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so, so you can do that. Um, so, but the, I'll keep that in mind for when I never go to Japan, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was actually really good because one, I like soda water. Um, uh, two, it's humid as fuck in Japan. So you're thirsty as fuck all the time. And you know, soda water is so quenching too. Oh my God. Oh my God. And most of the time it wasn't plain, like getting a plain highball would be kind of weird. It'd be like, uh, I mean, is a plain highball just club soda or is it just rice whiskey? It, which which one? I, it's sochu and fucking sparkling water. That's what it is. Okay. If you're getting a I plain chew high, that's what you're ordering. Okay. It's fucking sochu water. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'd be like walking into a bar and going, hey, can I get a whiskey water? Which... I mean, They'd be like, all dude, right, but work, uh, for for and like, I didn't even work as a bartender for that long. It's <laughs> not an un, not an odd request, <laughs> that is true. especially when you're talking to the drunks at a wedding. Yeah, so like the family drunk at a wedding. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, most of the time though, uh, it, they it's some there's something like sour in it. So like lemon lime citrus uh, of some kind citrus of some kind Bitters. um there was a the one place we went to they had a grape they had another one that was like a sour plum hmm. um nice. so it, you get this like refreshing sparkling water with lemon and that's all it tastes like it doesn't even taste alcoholic they're fucking dangerous and like with sochu in it so you're getting drunk and you're refreshed, and you feel great, and you're like, life is awesome. I drank the shit out of those things. Um, same thing with uh, we. So the the Japanese. Is that why your ankle's so swollen? No. So my ankle's swollen because literally two days before we flew out, I slipped down the steps on my balcony because of that snowstorm oh, we had. Oh, right, right. You had the splint. I sprained my ankle badly. Uh, oh shit! I forgot about that. Right before we flew out, um, to the point where I actually was at the clinic yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, there is definitely some uh, uh, what is it? I, I wrote it down. Um, torsion. No, they they were like, it's definitely still badly sprained. Um, it was like a fracture. No, uh, uh, ligament. I think it was ligament. Oh, like a torn ligament." not torn but she was like there's definitely strained uh where is it where is it uh defective uh, uh discombobulated uh, uh gimped gimped uh no, yeah, inadequate. No, she, she basically just said that there was like ligament damage uh and that it's still definitely badly strained uh, and that I'm going to need a minimum six week recovery before it's good. Oh man! I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" She was oh, like, yeah, "And yeah, it's so and it's terminal." She was like, "She was like, yeah, I would highly recommend doing physiotherapy." I was like, "Is it really oh, that badly sprained?" She's like, "Yes, it's that badly sprained." I, I was mean, like, I mean, I, considering it, I slipped down I, I, steps, I'm also just considering that, like, if it if you sprained it that badly. 
on top of the weight you inherently put on your ankle already. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then on top of that, I walked like tens of kilometers a day in Japan. Yeah. On a sprained ankle. Did they give you like a routine or something? No, I just walked on it like an idiot. No, I'm well, I mean like when you last went to the clinic. Oh, yeah, I have to do like ABCs with my foot. Oh, ABCs? Yeah, yeah they like, make you draw out the alphabet with your toe. Yeah, oh. to stretch out your Okay, toe. okay. Uh and then yeah, there's there's a couple exercises and stuff I have to do. Um See, I don't I've have never a, had to do physical therapy, so yeah, I wouldn't know. I, I also have to do things like take a pair of pants or like a, a shirt, put it at the ball of my foot and like pull to pull um, my foot back. Uh oh. Uh, Oh, okay. And stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. like there's a bunch of stuff. Um yeah, no, it's there it it was brutal. Uh I was limping the entire time in Japan. I mean, I'm I'm surprised like cuz you know, like for all the walking and shit that like you do when you're abroad, especially like a place like <laughs> Japan where you're making the most out of this trip. Yeah. Why there aren't more like people getting like say like a rental scooter or like See, rollerblades or something I like that. I so badly wanted an electric scooter. I can't. Actually, you know what? What's been showing up around my neighborhood recently are those uh, lime. Yeah, yeah lime. I wanted scooter one of those things. in Japan so bad because, like, walking like, on it was just. I I still don't truly understand the point of them. Like, oh, they're just last uh, last like, mile we, transportation. But we had like we have the bicycles. Well, we have the rental cars. We have transit we have yeah but pretty soon pretty soon we won't have uh we won't have car to go yeah car to go oh, fuck car to go anyway um they never never like even so much as like extended a foot past your foot fuck car to go <laughs> they were no they're great if you the problem is is if you they're work great and live, if you live in a particular part of the city if you work and live downtown they're gravy or actually um hilariously enough it the field ended right outside a friend of mine's house. So I I was able like, to we were able to drive downtown, all around downtown, and then literally park it outside the house. But Cardigo yeah. just like straight up excludes half of Calgary. It does. Uh, yeah. I and mean, it wasn't like it's not but it's <laughs> but that's what it's for though. It's for like quick transportation so, downtown. So speaking of um excluding things, fucking when we so delivery food in Japan is a bit different, and in, so in like Kyoto and places like that, uh, things like Uber Eats and stuff not a thing. But in Tokyo, Uber Eats is it's there, it's cool. So when we were in the hotel in Chiba City, uh, literally just outside Tokyo, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it extends out here. And I look, I pull it up, I put in the address, and it's like, no, sorry, not in your area. And it's like, view map. And I hit the view map button, and it showed me where <laughs> where the where the area was. Literally just the one block up. Yeah, I was going to say the block <laughs> If I was one block, <laughs> literally the hotel next door. That's why you look up I'd the, be able to fucking order Uber Eats. That's why you look up the address. You do exactly <laughs> what I do, where one of my favorite donair places will deliver to Vox's place, but will not deliver to my place. 
So routinely what I will do is I will put in his address and then I will have send them there and I will meet them there outside the door and just yeah. stand in the stand in the driveway. And then when they pull up, I just go, okay, exchange, that, poof, get in my car and then drive. That, that, is, that is the benefit of having the, the live update. So, well, when we were in this hotel, we really wanted food. And at this point, we were kind of done with Japanese food because here in Canada, we just take for granted that when you're going out for eat, going out to eat, you kind of just get to choose what genre of food you want. Right? You want Indian, you want fucking pizza, you want, you know, whatever the fuck you want, you can get it. Burgers or whatever. Donairs, like, name a part of the world, you can get food from there. Sushi, etc. Yeah, like, just like, eating different cultures of food is just like a daily thing here. To the point yeah. where people are like, ah, oh, I don't want to eat Italian, I had right. that last night. All like, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Japan is not that. Japan is the opposite of that. You get Japanese food in Japan. That's what's there. If you want other things, you have to go like out of your way and specifically look for it. Makes sense to Granted, me. Granted, some of those things are fucking incredible. Like we went to this burger joint in Japan that was run by this Australian guy, and holy fuck, those burgers were so goddamn good. Um but yeah, at this point, we'd been in Japan for 16 days. I was like izakaya fooded out. I didn't want <laughs> any more fucking like pickled radish shit. Like I, I was, I was just like, no I don't wasabi, want it. no wasabi no, is no, surprisingly e rare. Actually, there wasn't a lot of wasabi yeah. in Japan. Um, at least I didn't have very much of it. Oh, basically, you're me. like, if this dish ends in an I, I don't want it. Yeah, basically, um, <laughs> and like. You know, to the point where, like, even but towards the end of it, we went to this one izakai, and they had a, a they, like, they had a couple like americana looking things on there, and so on their menu, they actually had a little bit of a charcuterie board thing. Yeah. And I ordered it, and it's like, ah, this is the beef tongue, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> this, this I mean that th you're at least in like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're in cow town, yeah. cow territory. By the way, charcuterie boards exclusively come with saltine crackers. <laughs> they don't come with like rice crisps but, or fucking like triscuits. They come with saltines. But when you but when you order something like that <laughs> from like a, like a different <laughs> culture, you know what I mean? You gotta know it's gonna be different. Oh know? yeah, I just yeah. found it funny that it was like, specifically saltines though did, that they went with. Did you go? And I check? thought it would be like rice crackers, so but it wasn't. So it was. You fucking saltines so did you check out any like of the um like foreigner places like well, no, the no. bars for foreigners no we didn't go any of the foreigner bar well we went to robot restaurant which is basically a foreigner bar though it's very much a tourist trap yeah i was gonna say like it, i didn't see a single japanese person in that but fucking it's the establishment best tourist trap it, don't, yeah don't get me wrong it was excellent and all of you should go um but yeah so i've been <laughs> um I yeah, mean, we didn't want any more Japanese food in this hotel, so I was like, fuck it, let's order fucking Domino's. Let's just order Domino's. There's a thing on the desk saying that the Domino's delivers here. Let's order Domino's. So I pull up Domino's on the fucking website and just, like, type in the address, and sure enough, there it is. There's the Domino's. Yeah, they deliver. It's like, cool. So I go in. I fill in the... the fuck, I make an order. It's all good. Uh... 
on the sheet on the desk in the instructions it says that you have to mention like the order code or this delivery code and then your room number so in the special instructions i put the you know uh the delivery code and the room number and stuff and it was all there it was all listed it was a perfect it was perfect yeah so says you yeah so i hit submit it goes through um <coughs> thing says it's in the oven because they got the mcdonald's like pizza tracker thing yeah domino's okay. has yeah. The, yeah. so it's yeah. like in the oven in the oven in the oven in the oven and it's like your food is out of the oven and it's like your food okay. is out for so delivery for for just a hot second here do we really need to fucking know that i don't I mean, need to fucking know when my pizza comes out of the oven I mean, I don't need to know, but I, I, now that I why? have experienced it, it's nice. I think it's why more, though. I think it's more so. It, so they have to they have to reinvent the wheel. Am right? I just fucking crazy here? Like, no, 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 no. Because no. I, truly, I don't think anybody really gives a shit <laughs> when their pizza is entering or exiting the oven. I'm more. I'm more along the lines of concerned when it's entering my mouth right but then like that's generally why why does it seem like everybody's like you know what people are missing you know what it is it's because people want to reinvent the wheel that's what it is it's they want to be they want to be why why can't people learn to be happy with what they have no but but yeah but not everybody really i guess we'll just go back to vcl the the problem i mean we could the problem is is (laughs) i i agree with you to some to some degree, but uh, being like, content with literally everything like is some, not... Some things are worth improving upon. Like, I can... I, I get mean, that. But this but this in this Why way... Why do I need to know not, in my pizza? But you don't need to know. The point is, is like, like some of them, some other ones... You know what? I don't, I don't give a shit that Javier is currently putting, you know, putting the freshest ingredients on my pizza. Like, I mean, I might care about that. It's because <laughs> no, no, no. But I, you I'd know be concerned if they're using their weakest old ingredients <laughs> to like, flavor but see, my but pizza. See, but you can't. But you can't be like, okay, well, tell me when you're putting ingredients on, but don't tell me when you're putting it in and out of the oven. I so, mean, I can. I just is, did. But this is. But but you can't expect that. Yeah, that, that's very tailored I, I can. to you. I, I'm okay, constantly. Like I said, I thought I'm it was... constantly disappointed by expecting things that I want. See, I'm I, just I don't saying. Know. Was, for like, me, it was it was nice to know because I'm like, ah, I wonder when my pizza's done. But, Pull up the thing. It's like, oh, it's out of the oven. But we, it should but be on already, its way. But you already know when it's on its way. That's when you get the driver updates. I mean. I'm, I'm just saying just part it's of their that. way of reinventing the wheel. I'm right? just saying it's fucking sense. stupid. Well, it, it it's like, make sense, is but. the driver going to take, did they even start making my order yet? Like, like that's what this is but if, for. But if you're, if you're getting the updates that your driver's on his way and you're getting the, like the updates from no, your but, driver's car. Yeah, that's but the thing is, if the they update. haven't even put the pizza in the fucking oven for half an hour, you're not getting fucking driver updates. Yeah, but you so also... So then you're like, where's my fucking pizza? And it's like, I don't, know. Most, I don't fucking most, know. Most online, Driver not there most, yet. Most online orders I get come with an estimate of like 20 to 30 minutes, but the normal the, time it takes to make a pizza. Yeah, but, but the now, argument of having the step-by-step is that if they happen to be particularly busy and I, they haven't <laughs> even put it in the oven yet, like Tal said, then 
if you're if they can't make your I mean, pizza because there's per- 30 people in front of you and they can give you an ETA of 30 minutes and I have definitely had an ETA that sure. was way out but, to fucking lunch. Like my the reason this bothers me is because it's just obsessive micromanagement because like, it's new and <laughs> no it it's it's micromanagement. I mean so it's uh, looking over somebody's shoulder going is it in yet? Is it in yet? And then when it I, is in, still standing over your shoulder going, is it out yet? Is it out yet? But I don't think anybody stands. I think they do it themselves. They just check. But there's like, still a requirement for somebody to update that work order. Oh, you have to do that anyway. In like, places like you, fucking Domino's. When you, Domino's, when when you, you send when you, it out. That's no, when you do it. Well, no, when you get the fucking call, you, it goes into the fucking system. And then it's timed. And then you have to put ingredients on. And then that's time. Yeah, and then you put no, it in but, the oven. And that's fucking time. And you have to hit yeah, the fucking I, button in the computer at every step anyway. When? I, Where? I what? Think, at a, most of these places. I think this is... No, you... you the order is done when it's done. And Then you're based on how long food. the order takes to finish. Have you ever worked fast food? Um, Not in a while. Yeah. So I have worked fast food. Yeah, that's how it works now. They they used to I and I still think it's stupid. I remember when I was very young teenager working at Taco Bell and it was the like uh you don't have that burrito made in uh you should be able to make that burrito in two minutes. If you're not making it in two minutes, then we need to have a talk. This right. is this is the new age version of that to keep the staff accountable and to give people updates because making people people are we have become an extraordinarily impatient culture and if all they have to do is give you that sweet safety blanket of oh it's it's being put in the oven even if it's not currently being put in the oven but just because it's happening doesn't mean i have to be okay with it i still think it's stupid (laughs) unethical and like okay i mean i wouldn't say unethical micromanagement micromanagement bullshit roland so I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was London, but I'm sure someone in the chat will correct me if I'm fucking wrong. Um, they had a problem with the subway. Uh, people weren't very fucking happy with it. People consistently were pissed off at subway wait times. And was this like subway in general or is particular branch or whatever? No, no, no. the like the subway for the city, the city uh, transit. Oh, the trains. Okay. Yes. Not fucking sandwiches. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, man, people really we were just talking about, about food. Yeah. The we, we were just talking about food. I mean, yeah. in my defense, the underground or whatever you want to fucking call it. But either way, people were not fucking happy. The yeah. wait times were bad. There was huge amounts of animosity towards the train company. The train company fixed it. You want to know how? By putting up a big mm-hmm. sign that says your train will be here. in this probably exactly that. Because you know what? As long as because humanity hates nothing more than the unknown, and even if something tells you, "Hey, it's going to be thirty minutes," I, like you've got yeah, that safety blanket that tells I'm you it's not, be thirty I, minutes. Like, am, it just, I'm not am fucking I, kidding. No, I, I know, I know, I know. But just, am I wrong in thinking that no. maybe every once in a while people should be expected to suck it the fuck up? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's the thing: is you're but not why wrong. Why they don't have to? But the, the so the point is so the point is is nobody is telling you that you're wrong. I am not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong in feeling what you're feeling. What I'm telling you is this is this is what the masses have asked for inadvertently and it has now happened and it's making shit better 
for those people that do give a shit. Yeah. It's still stupid, but it, it, it is it is as uh, goofy as it sounds. It is fixing like, problems. The only which is thing, stupid, but it is. Like, the only thing worse than waiting is waiting without knowing. Right? It's like fucking being in purgatory. Right? They act, they have found, they, and they've done, at, like, after this happened, and, like, while it was happening, because they were trying to figure out how the fuck do we get people to stop getting so pissed off at train wait times? And, like, they're like, we can't afford to add a bunch of fucking new cars. We can't make the trains longer. We can't run advanced schedules. Like, we can't do this because that costs a shitload of money. Yeah, there's, like, nothing we can do to change yeah. the but situation like, other I, than I, put I, up so I still think that, like, letting people know when their train is coming versus letting them know when their pizza is out of the oven... Like I, I understand the the, 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 the theory. That, the theory is very much the same. Like, it is exactly people, the same. People love to know when their shit's coming, and they hate waiting. That much I can get. Well, they don't. The, the thing, that's the exact part of it. It's not that they hate waiting. People they actually hate waiting don't for mind waiting. They hate waiting for something they don't know when it's going to come. Exactly. That's why people red lights are unknown. so fucking aggravating to the point where I'm. I think it was South Korea actually added countdown timers to the red lights. <laughs> uh, well, like I think that's a good idea. It's not. No, B- well, I guess street racing. Uh, I, you basically I mean, created a fucking drag tree. Okay, at every intersection. Uh, I guess so, but I mean, it's not like drag racing wasn't happening yeah, before that in South Korea. Or I can't remember. I'm pretty sure though it was South Korea. But where, wherever it was, they did it. It worked. D- tra- like vehicle like incidents of fucking road rage went down because people weren't you can pissed ti- off you anymore. can time your lights yeah you like it's like calgary where like those those roads that basically are programmed so that you hit every fucking red light in existence yeah but basically it comes down to psychology right when you know what's going on perceived wait times are actually significantly smaller Right when but, you don't know what's happening like, and you're can, just sitting we, there twiddling not, your thumbs, can we not weigh that against like actual like consequence? I don't think it's very hard for like, a Domino's employee incapable? to slap a "it's in the oven" button. <laughs> I, but I mean, is it? A, hey, is it a if button? people can smash a is, subscribe is, is button a, on YouTube, a Domino's well, employee saying, is, is it a sub- can smash an oven button? <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose because, like, I, I know. <laughs> I know they have like the monitors and shit with the touchscreens and all oh, that, yeah. and that's probably how that's getting done. So like, oh, maybe it's not that much overhead. It's literally just it like just, put pizza. It hit just button. seems like it's such a small thing, but at the same time, it's somebody went through. The, I just all wonder, the like, to fucking program like, this shit. Yeah, I'm just like, like who was like, you know, it would solve all of our domino <laughs> problems if somebody knew when their pizza was in the oven. It's dumb, but it works. Like, that's, like yeah. it's hard to argue with results, like, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, when I order a pizza, I know it's coming within 20 to 40 minutes. The email told me so. <laughs> so why do I need to know well, whether or not my pizza is being cooked? Obviously, you, you're not targeting demographic but you, but that's, for the but that's pizza trap. Is, but you don't. That that's but why there is a lot that's of why, that do. But that's why I just don't understand when people are like, "But we need to know I when our pizzas in the oven." Way <laughs> off of this fucking ridiculous <laughs> tangent. Yes, and we should play so, cars thing. Okay, should we? Been rant- yeah, because we've been ranting for um, a while. Uh, what what well, was your let, thing well, about the pizza? Let me finish this story. <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this started oh, entirely yeah. from your fucking, story. So I ordered this thing and it said the pizza was out of the oven and then it said that the driver was bringing it. 
And then I get a call to my room from the front desk. And they're like, hey, did you just order a pizza? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you can't do it on the website. You have to call them. And I'm like, but it's on the way. And they're like, no, you can't do that. You have to call them. And I'm like, Excuse me? Wait, wait, what? What? And then the guy was like, okay. And then hangs up. And I look at the app. And it's like, order canceled. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and like, I, I pick up the sheet that I got the information in. It's like, to order, call them. Like, call Don. It, it, it doesn't say you can't use the fucking website, but it does explicitly say to call them. You're just like, but the language the yeah. app is so, significantly better for all of us. Yeah, so I fucking I I'm like, all right. <laughs> did did you figure out why? <laughs> no. Oh. But I fucking so I call them with the number on the sheet. And the guy picks up and he's still like just Japanese, 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 Japanese. And then I'm like, uh hello? Gaijin. And, <laughs> um do you speak English? And he's like, oh, and then he like <laughs> fucking puts me on hold and it's just this fucking like meaty fucking like chimes version of like do 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 right and i'm just like okay and like then another guy comes on he's like uh hello and i'm like hi um i made an order online uh, but the front desk told me I had to call you. And the guy's like, oh, uh, and then he puts me on hold again. And I'm like, <laughs> and like back to the dude, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's no TV, yeah. no beer, <laughs> make towels. And he's like, so. another guy picks up the phone and I'm like, I, and he's like, uh, yes. And I'm like, Okay, I made an order, and he's like, "Ah, order, yes," and I'm like, "No, no, no. <laughs> I, I already, I already made an order." You, you should have just been like, you should have just been, <laughs> did the same thing to him. Just pulled up Google Translate, fucking typed in what you wanted to say, yeah. and just so, play it into the phone. Okay, okay so play it into I, the phone. I would just like to specify. You only had to just make the exact same order a second <laughs> well, time. So th- that- You've only further complicated well, <laughs> the issue by doing this to well, yourself. But then, like, eventually, that's what I did. I was like, okay, you know what? Never fucking mind. I was like, yes, order, order. And he was like, ah, oh, yes, order. And I was like, okay. And he, and he was like, uh, address? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, uh, a hotel. Chatamate. Yeah. <laughs> APA Hotel and Resort, uh, order code 130 whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, achoto. And he like <laughs> puts me on hold. And I'm like, fucking, are you serious? <laughs> then he comes back. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, yes, 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 order. And I'm like, okay, to <laughs> APA Hotel. He's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, room number this. He's like, yes, room number. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, th- that. I just gave it, and he's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I'm like, "Okay, I want the New Yorker, New York." And I'm reading it off of their website, word for word. New Yorker Quattro Steak, and he's like, 
Oh. A choto. And he puts me on hold again. I'm like, fucking. I had a perfect order so on this fucking You were basically app. part of a fucking Simpsons skit? Yeah, in their fucking system. In a language that they understand. Did they, was, did they have a numbered menu? It was made. It went through the fucking oven. It came out of the oven. It was perfection. Wait, are, are you sure? I mean, you don't even know at this point. <laughs> and like, fucking, I, I was so mad. And then like, finally he comes back. He's like, okay, New Yorker, okay. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> New Yorker quattro steak. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I want these wings. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, you know, Diet Coke and all that. And we get finally get the order. And I'm like, okay. okay. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, So is that it? And he's like, uh, uh, and I'm like, uh, order Daijobu. And he was like, ah, hi, Daijobu, Daijobu. And I'm like, okay. And I just fucking hang up the phone. And like, <laughs> and like but the thing is now. I would have just walked the fucking, I would have just I was, went, yeah, I would have just, I would have just been like, I'm fucking walking there right now. Like, I was so upset. And then fucking, like, so Matt and I are watching TV and like, I swear to God, like an hour goes by and I'm like, where in the fuck is this fucking pizza? Because now, because I didn't use the fucking website, I don't have the fucking app thing that can tell me if it's in the oven or if it's on the way or what the Ta-da. fuck's going on. So I have no uh, idea. Mm. But it's been like an hour. So I call the restaurant and I'm like, this going to suck. So <laughs> I call them and it's like, okay, well, and you know, same thing happens. It's like, uh, hello, do you speak English? And the guy's like, I took them out fucking da, 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 da. <laughs> Another guy comes on and I'm like, yeah. I made this order a bit ago. Is it coming? Is it on its way? Like, what's going on? And the guy's like, uh, uh, and I'm like, fucking, I do the thing with Google and I'm like, put it in the fire. And I'm like, I made an order. Like, you know, I, I still, I can do it. I can do it right now. This, this, this is what I did. I went like, I went like this. Oh no, that's, that's the wrong one. Yeah. Okay, you, you don't have to translate live. This no, is a I'm podcast. Doing, I'm doing it. I did it there. I'll do it but, now. But, and it was I made just an as... order a little while ago, and I would like to know if it is in the oven or on its way. And then I go, Aja. Nobody can see, not even we can see what you're... Huh. And the guy goes, Oh, oh, so this, and then like he like he's like order number, and I'm like I don't, f- I don't know. <laughs> well, that's why you just type in order number. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm the foreigner that called an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, and like it was. Funny I mean, how many people could possibly work there anyway? Literally at that moment, the fucking hotel. <laughs> the, the there's a knock at the door, and I'm like, oh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking guy was like, uh, no or, order number. And I'm like, no, no, he's here. No, or, order number. And I'm like, I just hung up. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my 
my God. Just another, just another nail in the coffin of inconsiderate white people. Oh, like, oh my God. I was... Dude, sometimes <laughs> what, when it comes to... Having worked in the call center long enough to understand exactly how those fucking conversations go, hanging up is a completely <laughs> reasonable Viable, yeah. option. Absolutely. Like if all that if, shit. If, if if you're just if all you're doing is trying to tell the person that your business is done here and they're not getting it, just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing All more to talk about. Just They'll be confused. You're already confused, but you don't have to talk to each other. Oh my god! Yeah. Right, should we play cars? Yeah, we'll play cars thing. Fucking. All right. And on this lovely Halloween, please enjoy the sultry tones of Car Jaren. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Halloween. My name is Car, and tonight. We get to go over everything. The party is done, the votes are counted, and everything like that. And yes, I know it's a week late, so shush. So, as I alluded to, of course, in the last episode, we had our election coming up. Canada has now voted. Uh, so back on October the 21st, uh, we put in the Liberals back into power, but with a very large caveat. Now, I spent a lot of time in uh, the last episode and segment going over sort of the nuances of minority government and what that means, so... Uh, like from a, a technical standpoint, so I'm not going to go over that in detail again. But for those of you who have not looked at the news or whatnot, uh, we shook out a pretty expected result. Uh, funny enough is for once, the polls were by and large on point for the the spread. Now, of course, in the last episode, I talked about how wide the spread of this actual seat count was compared to the popular vote count. Uh, and again, that's just because of the nature of our system and exactly where those popular votes actually sat. So after the election last Monday, we came out with the Liberals having 157 seats uh, of that uh, 338 there that uh, is so important. But basically, everything else kind of shook out as it was expected. So the conservatives actually came ahead by about a percentage and a half point on the popular vote. So across the country, more people voted conservative for any single party, uh, something that was very much highlighted by uh, Sheridan's speech. And I'll get to the speeches here in a moment, but the liberals still have what I would consider a relatively stable minority government. So with that 157 seats, Right, They were only a few seats short of majority. Granted, it would have been a very, very tiny majority. Now, the next winners up, of course, were the Conservatives, 121. So, of course, they're going to be forming the opposition. Surprise, surprise. Now, frustratingly, the bloc did come out completely resurgent. So they jumped from the 10 seats they had going into this election uh, and not even having official party status, now back to 32 seats. So Blanchette did a hell of a job in making everyone in Quebec decide to say, you know what, fuck the rest of Canada. So again, my opinions on the block are well stated. So that basically came at by and large expense to the, to the NDP. Uh, so Singh was only able to hold on to a single seat in Quebec. There is a single NDP MP in Quebec. I kind of feel bad for the guy. So other than that, almost all of the NDP support, there was a scattering of it, um, like one or two seats in uh, the Maritimes, uh, a seat or two in Ontario, but most of their support um, kind of 
actually guess stayed afloat in BC. Now the Greens picked up uh, a couple of more seats, so they're now at three seats instead of just two, uh, which is nice for them. But again, the frustrating part is they had almost as much of the popular vote as the Bloc, and well, the Bloc have ten times the seats. So again, my opinions on voter reform are also on record. We did also end up with a very interesting result in that we have an independent sitting, and that is none other than Jody Wilson-Raybaud, who we've covered extensively. She was, of course, the former AG, uh, the former Justice Department uh, Minister of Justice, and she managed to t to keep her seat and wrested it away from the Liberals. So that'll be a very interesting. Now, in practical political terms, she does actually have you know very little power as being just a single sitting MP, and it's not like the swing on the Liberals is a single vote for uh, their majority. So. You know, but it is still nice that, well, for one, she kept her job as a member of parliament. And also, it is still interesting that her voice is going to be there. And I'm curious to see if other things might start peeking out now that she's actually full on uh, kept her seat as an independent and will be there at least until the next election. Which brings me to my next point. A lot of people joke that in a minority government, we're going to be going back to the polls in a year and a half, two years. Now, the way I'm seeing with this particular one, first off, the, the swing. So the Liberals, again, they're short 13 seats for majority. So there are three different parties that they can turn to at any one time on any particular issue-by-issue -issue basis, depending on how cooperative those, those other parties are feeling. So we'll start with the obvious one, the NDP. The NDP and the Liberals lined up a lot on basic fiscal policy. Again, um, the Liberals are wanting to slowly back off the deficit we've been running the last four years, and I'm very much okay with that. But the NDP, of course, are going to have their push for some of their more uh, left side views, especially on the environment. So, again, they they completely oppose any sort of expansions of the pipeline systems in the country. Uh, they've been pushing hard and they were campaigning hard on uh, pharmacare and dental care plans to expand the existing Canadian health care system, which, again, this might be neat if that comes out. So those are a few issues that um, the NDP had said they very much would want to work on. Now, while it wasn't one of their priorities they sort of formally put out, on election night, Singh actually did talk about how he was wanting to push for electoral reform. And again, I don't blame him. The NDP collected more than twice the popular vote of the bloc, and again, they ended up behind them because, again, in mo a lot of the Quebec ridings, there was a lot of vote splitting between Liberals, Conservative, New Democrat, and then bloc, and in a lot of cases, the bloc are the ones that benefited from that. So again, not surprising that they'd be pushing uh, or wanting to at least suggest electoral reform. Now, the problem with that then goes to the next bits of power. So the bloc, of course, would not at all be okay with uh, electoral reform unless it involved some sort of complex process that would allow for, uh, you know, mixed member proportional or uh, some other system that would allow them to have both local and popular vote MPs. Uh, which the difficulty in that system is, of course, it's more more difficult to explain to the common voter. It's one of the reasons that, again, first past the post is still stuck around so long. It's simple. Frustrating as it is. So they probably wouldn't support that. So that would be an issue that the liberals could then, because, of course, the liberals have proven they don't support electoral reform anymore. And so they could just turn to the bloc uh, or the conservatives, who also, again, don't really benefit under a... Uh, any system other than the current one, because, of course, the current one gets them their massive 
you know, voter fortresses in Alberta and Saskatchewan, uh, very much after these results, there's only now a single non-conservative MP in any of those two provinces. Um, and so, of course, the Liberals and the Conservatives could just say together, no, we're not doing electoral reform. And again, the other parties really can't stop that. Which then leads to the other part, the pipeline and the, the green issues. Well, at first, you're gonna, again, the Bloc have said they don't want any pipelines going to Quebec, at least. Again, they don't care about the rest of the country. Uh, the NDP, of course, and the Greens have all said, no, they don't want it. But this would be an issue where it'd be very, very interesting to see the Conservatives actually be able to explain voting down the Liberals on a pipeline because of course the conservatives that was one of their key tenets is that they wanted to be able to get more stuff to market and again if sheer isn't wanting to keep his head up his ass that would be an issue where the liberals say we're going to put in a pipeline and then if the conservatives vote against that and force an election over the issue well that'll give the liberals a lot of ammunition for campaigning out here it's like look we wanted to get this thing going and the conservatives are the ones who stopped it not the NDP, not the Bloc, or anything like that. Uh, and so, issue by issue, again, depending on how obstinate the Conservative Party actually feels like being, this could be a relatively stable government. For issues that go to the left of the Liberals, they just have the Bloc or the Greens, or the, uh, the New Democrats, depending on if the issue benefits Quebec or not. And then for more right or center issues, they can just go to the Conservative and say, hey, we're willing to work together on this, are you? Now, again, that leads to the whether or not this is going to actually happen, because this leads me to the speeches. Now, on election night, it is generally a tradition that the concession speeches or victory speeches or whatnot always go sort of in the order. And, and this is an, an informal rule, but this is kind of the etiquette, is that it goes from the smallest elected parties. So in this case, it should have started with the Greens up to the victor. Now, already, the fact that we were looking at a situation of minority government meant that the, there was a delay before the speeches start. And again, that's understandable because everybody was sort of waiting to see how the final seat count was going to fall out. I mean, even when I went to bed and I stayed up pretty late, is there were still one or two seats that were being, uh, there were toss-ups between the block the New Democrats and the Conservatives. And so a lot of people were still sort of waiting, okay, who's going to be who's going to be the kingmaker in this parliament? In this case, again, depending on the issue, we have three. Anyway, so first off, Elizabeth May started, or wasn't going up right away, so it started off with Singh beginning his speech, and again, very conciliatory. He was congratulating all of the parties, uh, every MP or candidate who tried to run, uh, very, very much in the same vein as his entire campaign has been, very positive, um, very supportive, very, uh, you know, just conciliatory and, and everything like like that. So that was really nice to see. Uh, and then his speech just sort of kept going. Um, now, before that speech, we actually, again, in a break of, of tradition, instead of the Greens going first, then the NDP, then the Bloc, the Bloc actually started going. Uh, but again, of course, the, all the Bloc votes were pretty much counted and they knew where they were sitting. Um, again, Blanchett can just get fucked as far as I'm concerned, because uh you know, some of the highlights of his speech was, we are not here to make federalism work. Um, basically, we're going to vote for anything for Quebec, and if it's not involving Quebec, it was almost like, he almost sounded like he would just abstain if the if whatever issue was up just wasn't even going to involve Quebec at all. Like, it's it's just, again, it, it's one of those cases, and I kind of 
I don't know to, if it's to the same extent in, say, Great Britain, where they've got the Scottish Nationalist Party, um, or the more like the Irish parties in Parliament, and if it's the same feel. But it's just it is overt in how much basically Blanchett just doesn't give a shit about the rest of the country and is happy to take our money uh, as long as it benefits them. So that was basically his speech. Anyway, so his speech finished. Uh, Singh was up on doing his speech, and it just kind of, it did start to drag a little bit, especially for, you know, a, a smaller party and uh, and everything like that. Listed out some of his uh, things that he would be happy to do to work with uh, Trudeau. And one of the things that he did bring up in his speech was electoral reform, which I've already discussed. And then we had a little bit of a snafu, because, uh, of course, Singh was still speaking, but it was this was getting on to like 11 o'clock mountain. So, you know, it's pushing one o'clock in the morning in the East Coast. And. Then Sheer starts to go up. And before Sheer got, I think, a word or two in to his speech. Trudeau went up and began his speech. So that was a little bit of a, a, a snafu. Now, the I had been watching the coverage on CBC for for full disclosure, and even the commentators and everything sounded very confused all of a sudden when this started happening. And there had already been some confusion about who was going first or as people were getting ready for their speeches. So it wasn't like there wasn't all this was already not really a smooth night in this department. But basically, because Trudeau had won, CBC decided to do his speech live. And then to their credit, as soon as Trudeau's speech was done, they snapped back to uh, then playing Sheer. So I'm, I'll go over Sheer's speech first, but, and then I will jump, even though technically Trudeau's finished first, but basically Sheer's was very combative. And this is why I'm curious if, you know, what I mentioned there a few minutes ago is actually going to happen. And if he is going to be willing to play ball as it were, because almost his entire, entire speech was very confrontational. Uh, it was a speech made as though, um, you know, they would be the next government. The moment they had the chance, they were going to take out Trudeau because obviously the majority of Canadians wanted that to happen, even though no, only a third of Canadians wanted it to happen. It's just, you got more votes than all the other parties combined. Now, this has also led to an interesting situation, and I'm probably going to cover this in the following weeks as it starts to play out a little bit more. But um, generally speaking, it's always sort of normal for a, uh, a leadership review to happen after a party wins or loses an election. Uh, and, you know, Sheer may be looking at that now, but already talk is going on about that because it's like, OK, if Sheer couldn't win against a Trudeau that had the first the electoral reform broken promises and then the SNC Lavalin thing, and then blackface, and you couldn't beat this guy? What the hell was wrong with you? And so a lot of that discussion is starting to go on. But again, it's it's Shear's speech was very combative. Uh, he never thanked any of the other parties for running or their part in democracy, like the other two parties. I mean, even the block had said that nominally. Um, and then uh, basically made it sound like his speech was just a the speech of the government in waiting. Now, Trudeau was far more conciliatory, and of course, he very much had to be because, well, he just had his majority knocked out from under him. Uh, he was very conciliatory towards uh, especially the areas where they lost massively, namely Quebec um, and then Western Canada. Now, as I mentioned earlier, every single seat in, in uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan 
went conservative, with the exception of one in downtown Edmonton that went to the NDP. That's where the U of A is. Uh, and so, again, he said that he still wants to continue to assist. And in uh, news conferences followed a couple days later, he did reaffirm that he's wanting to get the Trans Mountain Pipeline built. And since then, uh, we have, in fact, had uh, basically the preparatory work for construction starting. Uh, the companies and everything are starting to get their ducks in a row. They're getting their staff on site, etc. So, and as I mentioned, is unless the conservatives want to be completely hypocritical dicks and bring down the government over anything else that has to come out of that... I mean, that'll just be weird. But that is sort of my election postmortem. I know my segment uh, is running a little bit long tonight, so I am going to wrap it up there. But the two of the big things that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, of course, is, again, how this shakes out with any leadership changes in the conservatives. And then the other one is just before I started recording this this morning. Uh, so again, on Halloween 2019, uh, the Democrats voted along party lines in Congress to formally begin the impeachment proceedings and actually laid out what these are going to look like going forward. So probably going to be bringing that up in the next couple of weeks as well. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Happy Halloween. Have fun trick-or-treating. Try not to transform into anything too chompy or werewolfy. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. We back, bitches. Or at least I'm back. <clears throat> How are you? How y'all doing? Oh. Oh. We're back. Huh? Huh? I bitched about margarine. Yeah. <laughs> don't, like... for, don't forget, it's vegan, naturally sourced, <laughs> and ethical. <laughs> ethically sourced vegan margarine uh -huh. and healthy and totally not detrimental to the environment even though it contained palm oil anyway and, and like 37 percent saturated fat <laughs> which was pretty awesome so do we have email i think we have like one one amal one jamal one email. Ah, ah, ah. Two, three uh, multiple personalities. Wait, ah. I, I have four. Uh, how do you, you have wait, four? You have old ones. One of them's from YouTube. Why do you have four? You have old ones. Because there's a, there's um, social, Twitter, or YouTube, Twitter, Patreon, and then an actual email. <clears throat> if If I am not mistaken. Uh, Shall I read this? The, the one from Twitter, someone sent us a direct message. It says, hey. Oh, well, <laughs> hello. Hello, <laughs> anonymous. I, I, I'm going to read this one. I, th I think it's a bot. Titled, Ahoy, Internet Audio Vibrations. Hello, all mighty Canadian auto audio vibrations. It is, uh, I, I guess I'll mention, this is from Loki. Uh, it's clearly almost winter time, and the first nights of frost has happened, as I'm sure you know all about there in Canada. Oh, yes. Uh, at least you can enjoy some poutine and good company. Ugh, fuck that. I, I mean, eat tacos. I mean, poutine, I, but. I don't have poutine at home, and I don't go outside much in the <sighs> winter, so. I mean. Whoops. I mean, 
I'm still enjoying. Nice. Unless it's for that uh, fucking what's that shit they do in Quebec where they pour the maple syrup on the snow and then they roll it up on a stick. Oh, um, um, fucking! I don't oh, know. It's like, so good though. In Quebec pizza. I think don't they just call it like a na- Canadian snow cone or something? I don't fucking know. The, the Quebec right. pizza, the pop tart with the ketchup. Uh, what? <laughs> the Quebec pizza, the pop tart with the ketchup. Gross. What kind of what flavor of pop tart? <laughs> I mean, dealer's choice. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes on to say, at least you can, er, sorry, but please, when the snow starts falling, don't get tempted to go to the ski slopes and break your limbs. But no, why not? No promises. Yeah. Uh, I hear griffins are really bad at skiing and bulls have a tendency to fall really hard. So no breaking limbs, please. No promises. <laughs> Tal already broke that promise. I mean, he, I didn't even have, he didn't even have to go skiing to do it. Exactly. Um, but what I would like to know is what you guys enjoy doing with, during the wintertime. Uh, I figured you would do more than just sit inside and wait for the snow to melt, as that would you probably take a few hundred years. Wrong. You figured incorrectly. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people do just sit inside because it's so miserably cold outside. Yeah, um... I don't know. I go skiing sometimes. Um, but it's expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. And, bargaining. And it's still like, if you want to go to like any of, if you want to make skiing worthwhile in Alberta, you got to drive like two hours minimum. Uh, and, hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours minimum. Like Banff, uh, any other place. Sunshine's, further like, than Banff. Sunshine's Sunshine. like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> like, I'm, a- anyway, I'm, I'm rounding up, dude. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we do mostly just sit inside, unless you have a husky who doesn't give a shit what the weather is. <clears throat> um, tobogganing, tobogganing is still so much fun, no matter how no, old I get. I haven't been tobogganing in quite a while, and it costs. The price of like a ten dollar sled from Canadian Tire. It's the fun that everyone can have. You just get a full sled. There's there's lots of awesome hills around. It's just so much fun. It's a I, blast. I want to argue with you, but like I can't even think. Like there's no reason I want to make an argument because tobogganing is so fun. Except for the part where like there's no ski lift, so you have to walk up the hill. I mean, it's but you. But I feel as though that it is less. I don't know. I, I'm I'm less less kind of annoyed by it because you know that once you get to the top again, you get to take that sweet sweet trip down. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's so much fun. Uh, personally, I do enjoy some winter sports on TV. Uh, from the comforts of my own living room with a fire in the fireplace and a good blanket wrapped around me. Nothing beats watching other people be cold and exhaust themselves when you are you yourself are comfortable. Agreed. Yeah. Unfortunately, again, I'm usually outside. I spend <laughs> I spend I spend a lot more time outside now that I have Harvard. And so I really just have gotten used to Calgary's bullshit weather. I I mean, we walk our dog, but he unfortunately is a sensitive sensitive boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you you had the booties for him didn't you 
Oh yeah, but uh, unfortunately, they don't really make great Dane-sized booties, so they're not really big enough. No, there's not like because isn't there like an XXL size? Oh, uh, that is the XXL oh. size. Oh, well then. The problem is his paws are the size of fucking human hands. <laughs> so well, get him, get him some mittens. Yeah, you have to buy him some actual fucking toddler shoes. <laughs> like pretty well, yeah. Uh, just ten and up. <laughs> Uh, I would uh, so I would still like an explanation from Tal to what he did with my shares. What? So if you would be so kind to explain yourself, I would rather they be in good positive margins, please. Gone forever. Might as well be on Jupiter. They went the way uh, of Margaritaville. Hopefully, the trip to Japan was enjoyable, although with not too much sake. I hope. I, I actually did, did not drink a lot of sake in Japan. I drank a shitload of beer and a shitload of chuhai. Oh, by the way, weirdly, in Japan, diet sodas are, like, not a thing. Yeah? At all. Like, not even at McDonald's. Huh. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I figured they would have been more... No. Oh, yeah, and Pepsi basically doesn't exist. Lol. (laughs) I didn't see a single Pepsi while I was there. Yeah, there's, there's... They, it's funny because they have Pepsi vending machines everywhere that are not filled with Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> so the branding is on the machine, but there's no actual Pepsi in them. Wow. Yeah. Um, to my enjoyment, many, many Boss Coffee machines. Oh, I mean, my God. Coke's better anyway, so whatever. There, there's so many coffee. Like, every vending machine is like fucking half coffee. Tea and coffee. Yeah. Yeah, green tea, green tea or coffee, mm. hot my, or cold. My kind of vending machines. I actually saw a beer vending machine, which was cool. Yeah, there's beer vending machines. My kind of vending machines. They used to have a lot more of them, but then children were like, hey, beer. <laughs> and I'm underage. And then they <laughs> yeah. were like, uh-oh. So now they put them, they just put them closer to the heart of downtown, generally where children don't. Yeah. Wait, just like same thing with the cigarette vending machines. Or like on Miyajima uh, Island. I was going to say, like, those machines typically aren't out, at least here, they're not out in public. No, they're not. They're uh, not allowed here at all. Well, I know, but I, I mean, I'm talking like even in places where like they are allowed, they're typically only ever in the places where the people over 18 are only allowed. Where, where? like in a bar? I've never seen a beer. You've, you've never, machine in a maybe bar. not in Canada, but like you've never been to a bar and seen a cigarette machine. I mean, when I was a child, but I haven't seen a cigarette machine in like. I don't I mean, think I've seen one in my adult life. I I have. I mean, it's it's been a while, and I don't remember where, but I've seen cigarette machines. Like that that was like a trashy trailer park gas station bar thing. Where, I, where you I lived in Estevan, go. everything was a trashy trailer <laughs> park <laughs> kind of thing back when you were young. <laughs> yeah. Um, Loke wants to know if you visited any cat cafes or onsens. Uh, I did, uh, not a cat cafe, but I went to an owl cafe. Ooh, that sounds fun. It's basically a cat cafe, but with owls. Owls. (laughs) How many, how many eyes did you get gouged out there? Uh, no eyes, but my ear did get chewed on a little (laughs) bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went to a few onsens. Oh my God. They're so good. What's an onsen? It's a hot hot spring. spring. Oh, okay. So you have onsens and you have sentos. Um, those are basically your two forms of like public bath. Uh, sento is 
uh, just with like hot boiler water, and then an onsen is actual natural spring water. So if it says onsen, it is always natural, uh, like hot spring water. Okay. If it says sento, it's just like tap water that's been heated. Uh, okay. Um, so you can do either. Uh, like both of them can be pretty great, and both of them can be pretty terrible depending on where you go. Uh, but the onsen, the one onsen that we went to, was fucking great, man. Like it had like eight different pools, and like all of them had like these digital readouts of how fucking hot they were. Oh, right. So you had like the normal warm pool, and then you had the hot pool, then you had the hot hot pool, Ooh. and then you had like the fucking there was the pool with the jets and they had these different places where you could stand so they had like bars so you could stand so you could like get your leg on the one and there was other ones you could go to to get like your back and stuff mm. and then um and then yeah and then right beside that was like the hot hot pool like the fucking hot hot pool it had yeah it had like a big, the, it had like a big the slow water. the slow cooker pool yeah like we had been in essentially like hot tub warm like you know hot tubs when you step in and you're like, ooh, like it kind of stings a little bit? Yeah. But then you get used to it and you're fine? Yeah. Yeah. We had been in pools like that and we go to the hot, hot pool and it's that again. <laughs> like it was fucking hot. Oh. Um, and then uh, they also have the cold pool, which the thermometer said 18 degrees. I don't believe that for a fucking minute because it was like calgary tap water in the middle of winter cold like it was cold 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 like is, is that because you were spending all of your time in the hot hot tub no no, no. This, this we'd actually like cooled off and dried off a pretty significant amount at this point because we were like i'm too warm and like yeah. so we went and we went to this other thing where it's like just a rock that you lay on and the water gently like rolls Ooh. over it um yeah, but then so we we went to the cold pool for a couple of minutes. It was like cold, like you know how your hand starts to hurt if you run it under cold tap water for a little too long. Yeah, it, it was like that. Like it was like it starts to hurt after a minute. But since my ankle was swollen and actually horribly sprained, it felt incredible on I my foot. Oh, it was so good. But like and yeah, the so there was also indoor and outdoor pools because uh, it was on the roof of a building. So you could go to the outdoor pools. And like I said, the one, it was like this. So it was just this flat slab with water. Like, And there was this little lip. And water would pool over this lip and just sort of gently flow down this slab. And you just go and lay down on this slab as warm water slowly just pooled down your back kind of thing, hmm. which was really nice. So... And, you're saying you felt quite moist? Oh, it was so good, man. Oh, I loved it. Um, and then uh, uh, the other one I went to, there was one uh, in the hotel that we stayed at. Uh, and then there was another one uh, when we went to Kawaguchi that was the private onsen that we uh, ended up staying in. Uh and that, that private onsen overlooking the fucking lake is where, uh, I guess I didn't say this on the podcast yet, I'm engaged now because Matt proposed there. Hooray! Yay! It was fucking- Congratulations. Incredible. It was funny. I told my sister how he did it and she was like, holy shit, good job. <laughs> like, well done. Yeah, like fucking, we're laying there 
naked in a fucking hot tub overlooking the fucking lake in the city lights at night with this fucking huge mountain silhouetted in fucking mist. It, w- it was nuts. It was ridiculous. And then he was wearing what I thought was a cock ring, but, <laughs> <laughs> but was actually. <laughs> uh, we actually, we don't have our, we don't have rings yet. Um, though, interestingly, when we were in Chiba, we went for a walk along the beach. And on the beach, I Yay. actually, I looked down and I fucking found a ring in the sand on the beach. <laughs> And it's a fucking tungsten carbide ring. Oh. Yeah, like not fucking cheap. And uh, I I brought it home, cleaned it up a bunch, and it turns out it actually fits. (laughs) Not me. It it fits Matt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right on. Um, That's kind of nuts. How much ramen and sushi did you eat? Uh, I ate ramen a few times. Uh, I think I ate ramen three times while I was there. Um, and then sushi, we only did once cause it's fucking intensely expensive in Japan. Hmm. How, like, hmm? like, like, here's the thing I would, I don't know. I, I don't know if I just didn't get the right sushi or something, but after my, ex, my experience with sushi in Japan, honestly, I think I'd prefer to just go to like Kinjo's here just based not to say it wasn't well, good because i was mean tasty. you are foreign scum well i mean it was tasty but it was just like on a like dollar value aspect right for I mean, the amount that i spent I wonder, there, there. There's, there seems to be something about like ordering seafood in like um like basically on the ocean that is stupidly expensive even though that's where it's harvested from I, yeah, I, I'm not sure because um, it, it was. I don't like, know if it's maybe just more like deli- more of a delicacy-driven kind of I don't market. Know. But it, like sushi in Japan is mostly uh, sashimi and nigiri. Yeah, uh, they don't really do rolls that like they do rolls, but it's not like the main thing that you get. Um, right. And when we went there, the like nigiri, it was fucking like 650 yen a piece per single solitary piece i was like yeah that's like an entire roll of fish sushi not even like the cucumber roll which by the way they had cucumber rolls they didn't have any fish rolls but the cucumber roll was 1200 yen oh yeah yeah right like it it, it was insanely expensive and we weren't even at like a super high-end place Uh, you're paying for quality for sure yeah so it was i don't know and, and like the the what we got like it was different than what you get here but i would say like flavor wise and like overall taste um that i like i enjoy any of the sushi here about equally um so yeah just like value for your, what you're getting but I'd rather... I, I think especially since like there are plenty of things i imagine you can get in japan that like are much isn't, tastier for isn't, much cheaper. Well, that isn't just sushi. Like, oh, yeah. you can get sushi here. It's not difficult. And, like, everybody knows how to make it here. Oh, yeah. Well, I like, don't know. Is, is, is it really going to be that different if you go to Japan? And I mean, it was different. It didn't taste the same. It's, it's different, but it's not, I guess, a B. Is that the best of a... value of, like, your time and money that's in Japan? It. That's I think is, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like given the choice, I'd go to an, a ramen shop over sushi in Japan any day of the week. Right, 100%. and that's 
that definitely seems like the kind of thing where like the authentic experience is like yeah, people, going to a ramen shop or like, yeah people in japan aren't going out for fucking sushi every night right like they if they're eating sushi most well, of the time they're not it's fucking, fucking like gas station sushi. well because they're not fucking weebs well yeah well and, and again right a lot of people in japan they live out of the convenience stores right so like if they're getting sushi they're getting like convenience store sushi right right if, if they're getting you know udon noodles they're getting lost in station heat in the microwave udon noodles Right, like a lot of people do that, um, which, by the way, is a great way to eat in Japan. Holy fuck! I ate a Lawson Station sandwich multiple times a day, every day, when I was in Japan. <laughs> yeah, you can gas station food it up. <laughs> um, how many kilos of manga books did you return with? Uh, none. Last uh, we ended up, we did end up in one. Uh, porn store that sold gay furry graphic novels uh but i didn't buy any uh one of the guys that i was with did. we're we're going on like two hours here we should probably yep um how much crap did you buy from vending machines lots okay every day um (laughs) like so we went beer beer soda uh hot coffee coffee. ice cream yeah pizzas uh no, though I did see a pizza vending machine with a review rating of four point uh four point eight stars on Google. Wow. Yeah. I mean that's better than most. It, ha- it it's better than most places I look at in general. It was literally called Pizza Vending Machine in Hiroshima. You can look it up. It's there. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm sure it won't get offended no matter how long his name is. Yeah. Um exactly. now that the interrogation is done, he does have some Norwegian phrases for us. Uh, and as they are, as you request, and they are as you requested from the last episode, though with some minor modifications to make it a bit easier to translate. Uh, he has attached the audio file. I'm going to propose we don't listen to it yet until we've decided how until, we feel these things sound. Yeah, until we have Vox here. Uh, oh yeah, do we want to? We can wait for Vox. Totally. I listen. I listen and translated mine, but oh, yeah? I can. Uh, I can. We can wait for Vox. But we uh, before we play the audio file anyway. We, uh, and send us send us some more, uh, send us some more things that, you know what? It'd be interesting for you to send us stuff that yeah. Oh yeah, I saw those there for sure. Um, send us some more stuff that you go purely on how we work on the podcast and send us phrases you think we would want to know. Just by our sheer personalities and the way we act. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I mean like I don't know. <laughs> As as long as it's not too incriminating, I would say feel free to just send shit you want us to say as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, in for that. I, um, I, I we, mean, there are definitely things we won't say. I like it. Well, not he, too incriminating. Loke is not going to send us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so just as a, as a bit of a teaser then for, for next week when Vox is here, the phrases are as follows. One, Tal, what did you do? Number two, Tal, you are a hazard for your environment. Okay. Three, where is the nearest McDonald's? <laughs> Four, bow to your sexy fuck unicorn. I mean, goat king. The fuck a corn? Um, we <laughs> did get another email here uh, oh, yeah, for, for anyone that wants to read it. We just got it. It's pretty short. Ish it. 
Um, it's not. So I can read this one quick here. So our lovely friend Snowblind here writes, Finally, another episode. With the end of outdoor RC racing season, we're driving three hours from Marquette to east of Green Bay uh, every two weeks to race inside a pole barn. Oh, that sounds oh. awesome, actually. Uh, yeah. No, RC racing sounds like a lot of fun. I've heard it's a blast. Uh, love to see more podcasts. Thought I'd, thought I'd add a few words. Snowblind. Thank you very you much, know, Snowblind. Very much. Since, since you mentioned it, I want to see what you race. Yeah, take some pictures. Yeah, and you, take some pictures of the tracks and things like that and send them to us. That'd and, be super cool. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Right. But, man. It's late. Fuck it's late. Yeah. So, <laughs> y'all need to fuck off. Um, we would like to thank Omari and Screen Fox for the thank you, thank you, thank uh, logo thank and the music, respectively. Thank you. We'd like to thank all of our listeners for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to do that fucking bullshit that they make. Like, subscribe, bell, yeah. etc. Whatever that. I don't know. Go and watch. then boycott YouTube because they're also yeah. pieces of shit. Like I don't know. Whatever what? it is, like go go find one of those like douche tubers, like the Whatever Brothers, and just like listen that to that thing that they yeah, tell you to do. PewDiePie and, just do, and... Yeah. do do whatever that bullshit that they tell you to Chris do. Chris Hind- Chris Hindenburg or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Chris Hindenburg. I, I want to see all, that all these YouTube personalities are fucking the same to me. Um. But yeah. Uh. If you are, well, th- big thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you, you very much. this show possible, quite literally, because we <laughs> replaced so much <laughs> yeah. of our equipment. Well, yeah, because we only just replaced our faulty-ass equipment. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're saving up for more, so. Uh, yes. yeah. Hooray! Hooray! <coughs> Can we get, like, scissor stands? That, I think, might be the next one, because I'm sick and tired of that- dodging this bullshit. Uh, um, it'd be a great idea, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. And if you have any comments, questions, or, net, us at unfurled.net. Yeah, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, any email like that, form, go to our website, unfurled.net, where we have an email form there for you. There's also links to our Telegram chat, Twitter, all that bullshit that yeah. you can go to. Our optics on Twitter is still really bad because Twitter's yep. being um, a bitch. Well, because Twitter's basically fucking falling apart and nobody <laughs> uses it. Um, uh, oh, yeah. If you don't like contact forms, you can just email us directly. Us at unfurled.net is the email address. That is us at unfurled.net. Join us in the Telegram chat. <laughs> oh, join my us, God. I'm join dying. Us, join us for our live streams on YouTube, 830 Mountain. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening and have a good night. I am going to go fucking cough my face off. All right. Good night, fuckers. And as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And happy Halloween.